Hello, everyone, and welcome to Carbonite Bounty BS with me and the nerds here. So uh, we've got a special, special episode for you guys coming up here and uh, some really exciting news to come up. So without further ado, we're going to toss this to our guy and our producer, Hitch, and he's going to bring our special guest, Above, here in a second. So uh, what's going on, Hitch? How you doing, my man? What's up, Team Mitch? How you doing today? Carbonite Bounty BS Order 66 special. I've been jazzed up for this. Been planning this for weeks. And, you know, I want to introduce somebody, before we get to our special guest, I want to introduce somebody who is near and dear to my heart. A man who doesn't just create art. A man who is art. The one, the only, D.P. Brown. D.P. Brown, how you doing? (laughs) I am in the house. I am back. Oh man, love to see you guys. How you guys doing today? Oh, good. What's going on? The theme of thieves himself. Woo! Yeah, buddy, you know I'm here. You know, taking and you know always driving and stuff, man. Yeah, that's me, DP Brown in the house. All right, and you know him, the one, the only, the man who's ranked up at least once and is soon to rank up again. The man of many names, VOG Admiral Tarkin. Good evening, everybody. How are y'all doing? I'm doing good. Good, good to see you. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. All right. Now, we've talked about this off, off mic a lot, and we don't bring a lot of um, our planning into the show just because it's boring. I'm bored just talking about it now. Um, <laughs> but we've been real excited. There's another uh, There's another podcast group that's going through the Clone Wars, just uh, like us, a Star Wars uh, journey with Ashley and Brandy. And we are so happy to be joined today by ashley from the star wars journey ashley how you doing doing great thank you for having me so happy to be here (laughs) thank you you for coming on our on on our podcast today and uh, bringing us another perspective i guess from another star wars podcast so we appreciate you coming along here for the journey and uh welcome to today's episode thank you so much can't wait to talk a little star wars with you guys and before we get going in, uh, for our listeners, obviously you have your own platform. Do you want to let them know a little bit about you guys and where you guys come from as far as the Star Wars spectrum? Uh, probably shouldn't mention this on air, but there's a little bit of a echo delay, like by 10 seconds. So <laughs> just try to catch up. So um, you can actually find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um for following us on social media. So we're a Star Wars journey with Ashley and Brandy. We first came up with the concept for the podcast after the season two finale of The Mandalorian. Um, We both were so devastated by the ending that we didn't know how we were gonna get through the hiatus for season three. So we thought, well, let's just watch the whole Star Wars canon so that we can get through this hiatus. So we started out with episode one, Phantom Menace, then went to Attack of the Clones, and we watched the entire Clone Wars. Uh, Right now we're watching Bad Batch, and this week we're starting Rebels. So that is where we're at with our journey right now. Well, somebody's got the stream up on a tab. That's awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, we're getting an echo. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. This is this, this this is something we've all sort of copped to on the show. So, what when you first saw Star Wars, right? Like, what is your first memory of Star Wars that you have? Way like way back in the databanks. Like, what is what is it? This is to me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
We already know about that. I already know about the guys. They're they're boring. I'm going to hear about your stuff. First memory. Uh, I would say uh, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Uh, seeing the Ewoks on Endor and seeing uh, Leia on the uh, the speeders through the, the woods. I don't know why, but I was just completely blown away when I saw that. And then the entire the entire scene with Darth Vader and Luke fighting. Like it was so iconic. I was hooked immediately. And I was probably like six or seven years old. Like that's what stuck with me the most. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So again, so um Ashley, so you guys have been doing this for how long as far as your podcast? We only just started like late January. So oh, okay. we haven't been doing it too long. Okay. And what get you what got you guys going into um you know doing the um actual podcast? What made you motivated to do that? Uh what was it motivate? I'm sorry. Um, I'm still getting an echo. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that echo. I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> okay. But but yeah, what motivated you guys to start the podcast? So we uh we wanted to start the podcast because um <laughs> we wanted to start the podcast uh to basically get through the hiatus of the Mandalorian because me and Brandy just fell in love with the Mandalorian. And uh, we were just thinking, how are we going to get through a year until season three? And then we just started thinking like, there is so much content out there now. It's not just, you know, movies. There's all of these series that we'd never seen before. And uh, we had uh, been a part of these Facebook groups and everyone on there was saying, you got to watch Clone Wars. You got to watch Clone Wars. So we're like, I don't know if I want to watch an animated show, but you know we'll give it a chance. Um, and so we just started watching it, and you know just got hooked. So yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So yeah, we've been um, you know doing this for a while now. So it's great to have you on here. Um, just get a little bit of house cleaning out the way. You want to let them know where you can find um, your you know your links in your podcast. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look up A Star Wars Journey with Ashley and Brandy. Um, our podcast is on Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, um, pretty much all of those platforms you can find us on. So just A Star Wars Journey with Ashley and Brandy. Awesome, awesome. And if you guys are just tuning in to us live, you know, some house cleaning with us, we're at nerdcyclopedia.com. Make sure that you go onto that site, find all our links, or at nerdcyclopedia on Twitter, Facebook, and also on um, Instagram. Make sure that you guys are um, subscribing to us on YouTube. Um, um, at Nurcyclopedia, of course. Um, if you are listening to the podcast, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. And also make sure that you're in our Facebook group there. We got some really good content on there, some really good conversation and stuff going on. Carbon Act Bound and BS, um, a Star Wars um, Facebook group. So make sure that you guys are searching us there and definitely leave us some um, comments and, um, you know, by emailing us nurse at nurcyclopedia.com. So we're going to get started and, you know, basically talk about this, the, the, the whole uh, section of um, Clone Wars. So it's been like really super exciting to actually watch this. It's, you know, coming from a casual fan perspective, which off mic, you know, um, Brandy and I talk say so we're we're coming from the casual fans perspective of how um, um, Star Wars is. Um, Brandy, tell them a little bit about how what you thought of what the um, 
with the movie the from the Star Wars um, Clone Wars movie and how you felt about like those first few seasons. Ashley, what did you think about the what was your sorry, we're talking to you. We're dealing with some sound issues in our end. It's just totally cool. Uh, we were just talking about I think you're still muted, by the way, but we were just talking about when we started watching the Clone Wars, the first like movie and the first couple episodes of the of the first season seemed a little bit like ki like kids TV. What was it for you that sort of hooked you on the Clone Wars? Um, mainly it was being introduced to Ahsoka because um, we, you know, I met Ahsoka in season two of The Mandalorian and, you know, everyone that had seen The Clone Wars, like that was so an amazing moment to see her. And I'm like, who's this chick? Uh, so I really, <laughs> I was really anxious to see who, where Ahsoka came from and see her story. Um, so that was what kind of hooked me, you know, in the beginning. Yes, she's a little annoying. Yes, she's a little, you know, but um you know, I, I knew that that was done on purpose because I read that Filoni did that on purpose so that he could control her character arc and character mm -hmm. development. So I thought I'm, I am in this for the long haul. Uh, but she was the one that that hooked me um, to Clone Wars. Awesome. So. Awesome. So I think that's so cool how like what the Mandalorian has done is democratize Star Wars and almost hit a reset button for yeah. everybody. And I, I know that. We were talking before we started broadcasting today, and you were telling us that uh, that your part of Brandy is much more of a you know a depth fan, maybe like me and T Mitch, yeah. where where she read all the Legends books and had no friends in high school and college, <laughs> <laughs> just like me. Just like I don't me. know about that. But... Well, you know, we're not gonna. Okay, okay, Brandy, I'm sorry. You, you could have been here. Uh, I'm just teasing, of course. Okay. But I didn't have a lot of friends in high school or college, so I'll say it about myself. Anyway, the new Jedi Order stuff was really cool. But what I think is really awesome is that the Mandalorian has really started everything over because the way you're saying you experienced Ahsoka is literally the same exact way I experienced Ahsoka. And I have been into this stuff since I was in the little, you know, the short pants, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the coolest things about this, and it's it's brought a lot of new people into the milieu. And that's so good because Star Wars fans, and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't I'm not a cop to this. Uh, we are a bunch of, annoying pedantic nerds and that's okay you know in, in general but you mm -hmm. need new blood now which is really yep. cool. my dad's watching this stuff now right right uh, really really awesome mm -hmm. you know when when we started talking about clone wars and i was really ambivalent about doing the series uh i, I didn't really want to uh and <laughs> we, got, we got to the first batch of episodes and i think it was the same thing for me and dp where it was the that episode where they differentiated all the clone personalities at the very beginning it was like episode five right yeah where you had fives and rex and heavy yep. and all those guys and mm -hmm. that group that group of clones that core group of clones to me was what really made this show run and i love that oh, about yeah. the show mm -hmm. um i guess let's go down to ken ken what were your top moments of the, the of the series for you well, so I, I echo a lot what I've heard. Uh, so when this series came out in, what did we say it was, like 2006 or something? Yeah, it was like 2006 or 8 or something. Yeah. I, it was right after I, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. yeah, and I completely dismissed it. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out who was on. <laughs> I didn't have the patience to look in the TV guide to see what when the 20-minute thing was going to be on. So I didn't have time. Plus, it was animated, and it was geared toward kids, and I yeah. watched it. 
maybe watched like the uh, first couple episodes and just just bailed. I never watched mm -hmm. it. So when we started to now talk about, hey, let's go back and uh, look at this, look at this series and see what it's see what's really about. I was like, oh, all right, you know, whatever. Okay, so it's Star Wars, and I from the moment I started watching it. Aside from the annoying banter of the the narrator, I thought, damn, this is good stuff. <laughs> and how did I miss it? Um, so the some of the biggest thing we've like Hitch, you already talked about the clones, like learning who the clones were. That, that was a big miss in, in these in the original trilogy. So you hear yeah. about the clone wars, you hear about the the army of the Republic, but no real details of it. So this blew my mind learning that, that they were basically people. There were clones that were basically um, uh, robots, but then there were also clones that had some personality. And then as you started to sort of get to know some of them, Rex, Cody, and as you learned about also the Jedi background, I mean, that was that's the biggest thing that I, I, I enjoyed was learning who Kit Fisto was and, and you know, all these Cersei Tin. And, you know, when you see these Jedi, in the original trilogy, which with the first trilogy, which has this great character, Jar Jar Binks, which was really awesome that they brought him in. But then he, <laughs> he's Jedi, he's Jedi who you never saw before, just get, like wiped out. Like, who were these people? Who were these, uh, you know, wh who were they? Where did they come from? Why did they get, why did they die so quickly? You get all the backstory in the Clone Wars and you learn kind of what their struggles were a little bit and how they kind of fit into the puzzle. So mm -hmm. I felt that this was a great fill in the blanks. Um, I didn't catch every detail through it, you know, but but I caught enough that it kind of filled in things um, uh, uh, for me and just filled in the fleshed out the story a little bit, uh, learning about the clones and the Jedi, um, Darth Maul. I mean, there's so many really great tidbits in here that if you're a Star Wars fan and you're out there and you haven't watched this, you need to watch the yeah. this this series. It's it's worthwhile. It's an easy watch. You can watch it with your kids if you got kids. It's a it, it's some it's a really great. Well, yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> there are some great. scenes that. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when Anakin and Padme are like, you know, developing their, their relationship, I guess it gets a little dreamy. But you know. <laughs> What, what are you going to do? It's animated, so it's all, it's okay. It's all right. Right. And you don't want your kids walking in when everyone's going, say hello to Padme. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want them picking up that behavior. Right. Not at all. I was, I was actually referencing some of the gruesome deaths and torture scenes. Like, oh, yeah. That's what I, I feel so embarrassed and ashamed that I ever thought this was a kid's show because there are some brutal scenes in this show. So like, that's what happened later, right? The first couple seasons were pretty tame. It's okay, yeah. yeah. Then they got like legit. They got like yeah. when Anakin starts to turn and skewers people through the back and he's like, mm -hmm. yeah, what? <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, that's what you're supposed to do, you know? Then it gets really dark and that helps to build that descent of Anakin's character into mm -hmm. Vader. And that's like my favorite scene the last episode when we see the transition and there's that connection with Vader and Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. I mean, that I, I fell out of my chair when I watched that. Oh, that was, that was great for yeah. me as a fan, like a, like a, a vintage fan. And I never really watched a lot of the Canon stuff, but this or read it, you know, except for comics sometimes, but uh, that the way it ended was just, it was poetic. It was really mm -hmm. nice. How are you feeling about some of those top moments here, um, Trenton? 
Yeah, I mean, I echo what Ken was saying as well. I, I think, and we talked about this off air, the biggest thing for this series, what it was, was it was a bridge between two and three, because if you, you can argue that basically after two, you needed like a two and a half. So I felt like this was that like third movie that they expand into a series that really bridged those gaps because it, there was a giant gap between two and three. There was a shift in the war and it really was just an abrupt kind of ending to a climatic story that I felt it needed more um, description. So it was nice to see. And also at this point, um, you got to see more Sith lore, you got to see more Jedi. So I just think, you know, and we discussed this moving forward. I mean, this is really, I think, a better format. You can tell more stories, get more people involved and, and get a better interaction with these 20 to 30 minute short, some 40 minute episodes like we've seen with The Mandalorian. So uh, just like everybody else, I turned my shoulder to this off the bat and um, kind of regret doing that. But I definitely enjoyed watching this with the guys here and uh, look forward to uh, our future as far as some of the other content, like Rebels maybe. That's another haul. <laughs> we got to do Bad Batch, man, because <clears throat> like the best, maybe the best thing of those, you know, the last episodes was that Bad Batch, like uh, Backdoor Pilot. Mm -hmm. I really like that a lot. Yeah. And those guys are so interesting. And, you know, it, I if they're not going to get it with like what we assume is going to happen to the rest of the clones because Palpatine doesn't need them anymore and he doesn't deal with waste very well. Uh, <laughs> he's got right. a very direct way of dealing with problems uh, uh, that yeah. we've seen. Very, very cutthroat managerial structure. Uh, but for me, my thing is, I think it's interesting to, after watching the Clone Wars and, and having it put in that slot right between two and three, it makes me think that the sequel trilogy makeup, how they have event one, event one B, and then another thing later would have made a lot of sense in the context of the Clone Wars and how the, the prequel trilogy was set up. Uh, I have long said that my big problem with episode one is that it happened. And that... <laughs> and that my big problem... <laughs> it had to happen. It, it had to happen that way. There had to I mean, be it had to start somewhere, Hitch. We will disagree somewhere. that it had to start there, and I will prove it. Uh, <laughs> it was a little boy at some point. But right. I don't need to see it. Exactly. I don't need to see it. First of all, exactly. first of all, if you're writing a movie about Abraham Lincoln, you're telling me you're setting that first scene in Kentucky <laughs> in the dirt cabin? No, you're not. Absolutely. You're, not. you're setting Absolutely. that scene in the in the Hall of Statues in the Congress where the House of Representatives met in the 1840s, where he was a good congressman. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but you know, for me, the structure makes a lot of sense as is now that we have the Clone Wars in the middle. Um, I've said on our show a lot, what day is it in Star Wars world? What day is it in a galaxy far, far away? And what's interesting is that the Clone Wars cartoon and Bad Batch both make the case that today in Star Wars is not the Battle of Yavin 4, but is in fact the day of Order 66. Mm. And for, for me, that means that the focal point of the Star Wars series was basically off by 20 years for my entire childhood, and that is a wild thought to have. But isn't, yeah. isn't the whole Star Wars timeline about ups and downs? I mean, it's about, it's about victories. It's about, it's about struggle. It's about conflict. I mean, there's and, and when, you, when you finish one, there's another one. So... Order 66, I think, was just a, a long, it was a long haul. It was a long presentation. Um, it goes back in history. You can start with the beginning of the Sith and how well they've, they've got the Sith and there's there's the good side of the, the galaxy and then you've got the bad. And so eventually the bad wants to squash the good. So how are you going to do that? You go in 
the you go into the structure and build from in a, a poison and what is that order 66 oh, and who yeah. you put in charge of it palpatine perfect <laughs> and he plays both sides of the battle and, and at some point he decides you know what the time is now boom done and it and it worked perfectly it was beautiful and now there's your new struggle now now you need a rebellion and that's where our heroes that's well where said. the battle of yavin comes into place that's the beginning of the down downfall of the empire because after that they're just they're just throwing darts at the wall they're not even hitting the target anymore so your your supposition is that and the story arc that the empire's first setback is essentially shown in the Rogue One, A New Hope. When, when they lost those plans, when they lost those yeah. plans to the to the rebels, that was it. That was mm -hmm. the first chink in the armor because this was Tarkin's big biggest victory. This was his ultimate weapon. He designed this. He was there. He built it. This is the ultimate weapon of the galaxy. He said to Vader all the time and what did vader say no match for the dark side and he's like you're your old religion you know who, what other human disses darth vader no other human how many how many how many admirals and commanders and captains perish in empire strikes back almost all of them, all of them. <laughs> so Tarkin was the only, and, and, it, and it, it was his, and so that's why he he had to go down with the ship because, but that was his thing, that was his baby. So that, but that was the beginning of the end for the Empire. Yeah, Man. this this whole story is just it's just sad. It's a sad. I mean, it was a good, it's good, good, great content. You know, great story. You know, but just watching the whole, and I alluded to this to um, you know in the previous you know episodes and stuff. This is just a sad thing. Order sixty six is just a sad thing. It's when it, you know when when um, Palpatine basically gets control of the military and takes over. You know, um, through you know through like you know the through the mind control and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's just a, a, a sad thing when the Jedi can't even control that, and they get sort of like you know splintered about. Get you know we we see key characters from the series get killed in revenge of the sip which i was just like just so disappointed in it was just it was just a sad thing when you know it was leading up to this it had to go down like this mm. because you know how to you know you know how future episodes are going to go um but just seeing it play out was just i don't know uh, actually it was, it was it was sad <laughs> uh you me same same mind you read my mind i kept uh saying to brandy throughout our whole podcast i am dreading <laughs> the end of season seven i'm dreading it not because i don't want it to end it's because i know how it's gonna end mm -hmm. um you know i got to know there were so many jedi that i didn't didn't know and it was because of clone wars that i I got to know a lot of them and towards the end of the series i really got attached to plo Koon, of all mm -hmm. things and i just <laughs> you know remember distinctly watching him die in revenge of the sith and now i actually know this guy you know he's the one that discovered ahsoka and called her was it little Soka? I mean, gosh, I have to watch this guy die. You know, he, so he went down so it was terrible. I mean, a couple of shots to the back of his fighter and what? Yeah, I remember one time. Dance. 
right before like we had to watch Revenge of the Sith, I remember it was like four in the morning. I can't sleep. And that scene is like running through my head. I don't know why, but <laughs> that scene oh, of him yeah. dying was running through my head and I'm yeah. like, I can't stand it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was so sad. I mean, I cried in the movie theater back in 2005 when I saw this and I didn't even know any of those guys, but can you imagine really? how I reacted? Wow. Yeah, so without I was crying then, context. and I was sobbing now. So yeah. that is crazy without without the context of the Clone Wars. Well, I think you know, I actually of all the the prequels, Revenge of the Sith was my favorite of all of them because I thought how Lucas executed that whole Order sixty six was done perfectly. The music and just you know, he did a good job with it. Yeah, so, it was a good good soundtrack that went behind it and really made you pluck the heartstrings, and you knew something terrible was happening. You know, it wasn't oh, yeah. just a, it wasn't just a a military decision. I mean, it was a, an emotional dagger. When you see uh, Kiati turn around in shock, like, why yeah. are you guys all pointing your guns at me? Like, I just I lost it. <laughs> you know, like I didn't even really know Kiati except for you know a couple scenes with him. But yeah, it's just awful. It was heartbreaking. See, actually, this, this was me back in um in the in the arts when when it first came out. I'm just waiting for Darth Vader to come on. Like, what is going on? Here? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, wait, is, is is this a part when he comes on? That's just me. Now, now, <laughs> now I'm seeing the whole thing in context. I'm like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, we we watched it, or at least I did. I, I watched it from like you know watching episode, I mean, uh, the season seven, episode nine, and then yeah. going to um, Revenge of the Sith, and then yeah. cutting out of that and back to episode ten, mm -hmm. and then just watching that whole thing in context. And it's just such a um, you, you you get no happy endings. There's no happy endings in this. No, no, there's not. The there Death really Star has isn't. a happy ending at the end, of episode three. It's a new life coming to oh, well, coming to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we get Luke and Leia. <laughs> I mean, we just said, Ken just told us that there's a 20, these guys are just about to go on a 20 year streak of unbroken success. So there's some good stuff for the empire at least. Yeah. At the and, end of that. and even, even though even Luke and Leia coming into the, the, yeah. the world, that was still melancholy because they, they lost both their parents. Both their parents. Yeah. They'll never have, let's say a normal childhood. We mm -hmm. don't even know if there's uh, any sort of child youth services or anything <laughs> <laughs> to anchor right? themselves, and they get they get separated, so they don't even know their brother and sister, and they That's won't. Know, yeah, and they won't know until the sister has kissed the brother several times. <laughs> I mean, there, yeah. there's, there's a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, and as I was saying, there's there's arc of tragedy it's like shakespeare there's tragedy yeah. and then it's very there's, shakespearean there's yeah and there's victory mm -hmm. and then there's more death there's more death and so you have revenge of the sith which is sort of a, a let's say a low point high point for the empire but a low point for us mm -hmm. you've got a new hope and then you've got empire strikes back which throws us down into the dirt again because mm -hmm. the empire's kind of got a a second wind on them technically you know, and then then Return of the Jedi, of course, throws us back up into the light, and we're, yeah. you know, so. And then when the new trilogy comes out, there's just despair and anguish because we're like, "What the hell's going on now?" <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's always something going on. Now, right. now, now, one thing with, um, you know, you Ashley, me, Hitching, um, um, Ken down there, this is our first time seeing the series. So T. Mitch has watched this about two or three times over. 
what perspective are you having now, um, um, T, um, from watching this over again? Um, to me, it brings a whole new perspective because it kind of gives me more appreciation for it. I mean, as I watched it, you know, it kind of been watched it from time to time. And um, as I've actually spent the time to watch it now, it really, like I said, it's more of a fabric knitter to me. It really puts mm -hmm. Lucas's ideas okay. all on one plate. Uh, and it really brings closure to one, two and three, because I felt like even when I watched them, they were incomplete as good as they were. So it really kind of brings closure to those three. But uh, to give a high point on those, I mean, look at all the, you know, legend stories we gained in Expanded Universe. I mean, we're seeing Sith, we're seeing the Night Sisters, we go to Dathomir, we're going to planets we never would have saw unless we read the novel. So kudos to LucasArts for allowing them to uh, bring these stories that you would have seen on a video game or in a book to life. I mean, that's, that's something I hope they continue with, because that was, those are, and me and Hitch talked about it. I think arguably their novels might be the best work in the Star Wars universe. So it's nice to get some of those expanded stories on film, whether it be um, cartoon media or, you know, digital media. Yeah, Brandy was here. She would second everything you said because she grew up with legends in the expanded universe. And uh, yeah, she's just been, you know, over the moon seeing everything that she's seen so far that she grew up with, meeting these characters and stuff. So, 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 so did she watch all this before? Brandy had not seen Clone Wars before. Oh, okay. So you yeah. guys were both fresh into it. Wow, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Yep. Man, they and really they messed up the marketing of that, that show, man. They messed it up. How could we all, like, think about the, like, where they were, like, the target audience of that show had to have been, we had to have been in the upper end of that, at least in age, right? And we just missed all of us. It's so wild, man. Well, I figure, wait, in 2006, I was around, what, 20? But the marketing was like, that was like when Toonami wasn't cool anymore. And I think that's what it was on, right? Yeah, I was in college doing things, and I, I just don't, you know, Dragon yeah. Ball Z wasn't cool anymore. So, like, that whole, that's when Toonami kind of lost its, like, lust, mm -hmm. lust but, so. But remember, um... Before that, the movie came out, so that was like the driving force of all the everything as far as the yeah. series. So after the movie, I, I, well, when the movie came out, I remember it got such bad reviews. Say, like, what is this crap? You know, people were happy another Star Wars film was coming out after Revenge of the Sith, but you know, this animated thing, like, what is this? You know, this is not my Star Wars. Some people were saying, you know, it was animated, it was too mm -hmm. kid, and cartoonish and stuff, and it was very people. A lot of people really dismissed it. Because of just what it just looked like, I don't think it was ready at that time. It was probably more more of ahead of his time, if you want to call it that. But I don't mm -hmm. think the presentation, you know, as Ken and his kids was you know alluding to, was very, very, very good at that in that in that point in the beginning. Yeah, they they marketed it wrong, all wrong. I mean, they put it on late night on I think it was on whatever Cartoon Network, stuck between two other shows. It didn't really have a time slot. You didn't really know when it was on. It wasn't like you could say, you know what, Wednesday night at 9 p.m., I'm going to watch Clone Wars. You couldn't do that because they moved it around. So it was really a, a kind of a mess in that respect. I think it was more of a test because they just had Revenge of the Sith come out. It, it you know was successful. Now, there wasn't anything planned for a long time. I mean, I think the whole Star Wars kind of uh, just the theme, you know, different movies and stuff. There wasn't really anything planned. So they're like, eh, let's try this animated series and see what happens. And it was targeted toward kids. Yoda was cute. <laughs> Again. Again, he wasn't, he wasn't like the, 
the the uh, the old the old Jedi Master, the the tough old bird that we kind of knew from Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. and Empire. So he was a little bit different. Of course, he was younger, you know. So you know, got to remember that he was whatever two hundred years younger or so. I don't know, but yeah, I think it was just it was just done wrong. Didn't catch me at all. And- I also think too it was 3D. That was something that we were yeah. pretty much getting used to. You know, we were used to 2D animation. Here, this is 3D 3D models coming out. You know, with um, thin legs and odd-looking faces, and you know, just and, and you talk about like with Star Wars, um, um, you know, uh, figures and like just people. You got a bunch of different weird-looking, you know, um, aliens and stuff. Anyway, so to combine that on top of that, it was just it was just a, a put off maybe to a lot of folks. You know, except for T. Mitch. Well, no, he said he did. Well, yeah, definitely was. But but DP, you have to keep in mind, though, as well, until the last, I would say, three and a half, four years, this still wasn't a hit. The only reason they made that final season this really took off was all of us. I mean, you know, YouTubers, giant Star Wars channels. I mean, it's really the, the YouTube network that people started doing streams and talking about it that mm-hmm. even made it relevant because this series up to three years ago still wasn't a hit until mm-hmm. people started reviewing it and then you know it was youtube and these these fan driven medias that drove the viewership up which is why disney went back in and finished it off true and they used all that disney money and technology to finish it right right like they did it proper you know and, and, they did it real good so. and, and, mm-hmm. and speaking of which um ashley how do you feel about how the production went from like, you know, it, it was good and then it went to great, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, how do you feel about like the the, the final the final season? there? Um, well, first of all, one thing that I couldn't get over was the just the animation and the effects, the quality. Like there were so many times when it's like I had to remind myself I'm watching an animated show. Yeah. Like, it's just so good, you know, um, but also just the. This, you know, the characterization, the arcs, the storytelling, it was just, it's like, again, this is an animated show. Like, I didn't know animation could be this good. Um, so, yeah, it was just uh, like night and day from the beginning, like even from the Clone Wars film to season one to season seven. Just if you hold them up, it's like, you know, black and white. It was just, I was just blown away. Um, it was superb. <laughs> Yeah, that final season went from um like uh, I just especially for me and I and I talked you know talked about this before it was just amazing like the level of detail that they put along you know a lot of the character models to like yeah. you know the backgrounds you know uh, and just making the arcs feel like real everything was just movie quality to me it should have been like yeah, up on the big cinematic screen. yeah it was very cinematic very, masterpiece there you go. There you yep go. very okay. cinematic that last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, I don't know if you saw the behind the scenes footage of that uh, um, fight between Darth Maul and Ahsoka, but you know how they, they actually oh, no. used like, I don't even know what you call it, but they they tracked all their body movement. Oh, okay. okay. You know, because I remember yeah. watching this and it's like, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Like, this is so amazing. Like, I watched that fight like five times because yeah, it was it just so beautifully done. Fighting, right? And it, it was like actually people. two people fighting. So yeah, yeah that's how they were able to pull that off. Um, just incredible the the technology. Like I'm at the point now, I don't care if the rest of Star Wars is animated. It, it's really good. Ooh, that's a that's a <laughs> that's a strong take right there. Yeah. It is. That, that's a great thing to actually pop off. How do we oh. feel about that? I do. Are we like you know? <laughs> well, are I mean, we, not oh. all of it, but you know, <laughs> it's right. too expensive to do live production. Just animate it. 
But Uh-oh. here's the thing about about that nowadays, <laughs> and this is gonna this is gonna sound wild, but the difference between a live action movie and an animated movie now, in some ways, comes down to exactly how good is the animation. And if it's really really good, we call it a live action movie. <laughs> and if, yeah, if it's, it's really just good, really really good. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like Avengers four if it's really, 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 really good, right? Right. So we're talking about scope. It's interesting because Star Wars seems to be the perfect vehicle for animation. Um, you know, Creature Lab stuff obviously lends itself to that, and the space stuff. The space yeah. stuff in this series is to me, even in the early episodes where some of the characters were blocky, they always had the the fighter stuff right. Yep. And yes. All the space battles. Yeah. And how good. And now when we were looking at like corridors, right? Like characters are running down the corridors like this or whatever they're yeah. running, you know, animation runs. And it's like, could you put a real person in that corridor and, and could you tell the difference? And it's getting close now. Right. Yeah. 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 And with the volume and, you know, there's so many things oh, they yeah. can do. Who's to say there couldn't be some sort of who framed Roger Rabbit Star Wars to come out and be excellent. Why shouldn't there be a, an, an alien race in Star Wars that's animated? Yeah, because who's right. to say that space isn't animated anyway? Well, everything's space. Know? That's a good point. I mean, maybe it is. We we know what we are here, but maybe things in space are animated, you know, and maybe it looks better that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, everything, everything we're saying, I mean, they can redo, they could actually go back and redo all of the Star Wars movies animated i mean how cool would that be i mean that's a great idea right 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 that that would be that would be awesome (laughs) we have talked about on this show we have talked about my wish for uh solo which is for them to just do a deep fake and put harrison ford on the exact same performance change nothing about the vocal performance just Mm -hmm. put harrison ford's face on it and let me see if that movie doesn't become an a plus just from doing that I just you want just want to see more Chewbacca. That's <laughs> only thing with that. You want to see Chewy like twenty four seven the Chewy channel. If you subscribe to that, you'd be like, oh yeah, Chewy forever. That's all you care about. Hit. That's true. Whenever we watch this, we're watching Star Wars. I'm like, but what's happening in, Kash- in Kashyyyk? What's going on with the Wookiees? Like, can we get there? <laughs> Not the little Wookiees, not the Ewoks. I mean, the big no. Wookiees, the big ones, the ones that eat the little ones. <laughs> so, um, so you guys have started the um, Bad Batch. We haven't started that yet. Um, Kenneth's oh. watched it like a, a couple episodes. Like episode. um, I haven't, um, you know, started that, but I'm hearing it's like just a continuation of of what we're seeing from like you know this that final season seven and everything. So, um, we're really excited about that. How are you feeling about that so far, Ashley? I personally love it. I really do. Um, there's been some episodes that people had issues with, um, call them filler episodes, whatever. But I, I really think that um, the quality is still up there, uh, especially this last episode that we just watched a couple nights ago. Um, it was probably one of my favorites of the whole series besides episode one. But uh, yeah, it is a continuation of Clone Wars. You're going to see some familiar faces. I won't say who. Um, but it's, they're really doing a great job. Um, just, you know, kind of continuing on the story of, you know, what happens to these guys after order 66, you know, and, and how are they going to navigate in this world with this new empire? Um, so I, 
I will say that I saw some similarities uh, in the beginning of Bad Batch that I saw in Solo. And I actually just watched yeah. Solo for the very, very first time last week. Really? So, yeah, wow. I, I didn't see it. Uh, it was it was good. I, I did like it. It's not like my top favorite Star Wars film, but I didn't think it was, you know, it deserved the crap that it got. Like, I can't believe that yeah. it tanked. I'm, you know, but um, I, I really think that uh, kind of like what happened with Clone Wars, I think we are going to get a sequel because there's so many people coming out saying that they want to find out what happens after Solo. So I'm, I'm really hoping we get a sequel because I think it deserves one. Yeah. So, so Ashley since you're into the bad batch a little bit, I've watched one episode. So legitimize me. My, my thought is Tarkin is looking at the bad Batch as his stormtrooper model. Is that, is that it at all? Cause you can't do anything with a clone because a clone is pre-programmed. Right. So Tarkin needs a thinking, a thinking, smart, strong soldier now to build a stormtrooper army. And the way he was watching them go through the training, and and then he put live fire on them. Yeah, that couldn't. He still couldn't wipe them out. And then just when he was looking like this, he's like, hmm. Yeah. So is he is he gonna do? Is that is that true, or am I completely off base? Uh, I think you might want to keep watching because <laughs> <laughs> you will spoiler hound you. Yes, Kim's Kim you know funny. I love spoilers, but now I'm being careful about to give them out because. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Randy yeah. and I were just talking about that. Did you guys see that interview with you and McGregor and uh, Pedro Pasco? Did you guys watch that? They were going. No, I did. I it did. was really good. You should watch it. But you can tell when they're talking to each other, they're trying so hard not to give anything away. And I just said, if I was an actor, I would just, you know, I would just blow the whole thing up. I would just be spilling secrets and everything. So, yeah, that's um, Tom Holland. That's, yes, you know, he's yes, a she, yeah, I would be Tom Holland. Because <laughs> um, it's like I, I talk first, think later. So, um, but yeah, T I, Tarkin, I don't think is a fan of the clones. I think um, he had heard about these guys and wanted to see what they could do. Uh, but it all comes down to a question of loyalty with him mm -hmm. and obedience, following orders. And yeah. so that's where you're going to see his trust in them maybe falter. Falter. Okay. Because that yeah. actually makes sense, too, because I thought that also. But then, you know, I thought as a – if I put myself in his head and the uh, the immense – uh, the amazing military strategist that Tarkin is, and how he built this magnificent galactic empire, and he's really the hand behind the whole thing because everyone's afraid of Vader, but you're going to listen to Tarkin, right? Okay, so you, I, I felt that he was looking at these guys as being maybe his trainers. So okay, train the new soldier because you're going to have the stormtroopers and the stormtroopers in uh the galactic empire are much better shots than the clone troopers like they train better so they're better with their weapons they're mm. more you know they're they're better at getting more rounds down range on target than the clone troopers were because the clone troopers not only would they die fast but they also I mean, I don't know. They just kind of didn't have the training that I felt that the stormtroopers did initially. Stormtroopers hmm. got bad moving on, but I think hmm. initially they were pretty good trained soldiers. 
Yeah, they, 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 they definitely falter because I mean, it is, if if I'm seeing like some of these Mandalorian episodes and some exactly. of the exactly <laughs> they they <laughs> fall just like you tap them and then yeah. they fall and they fall over like the stormtroopers. Yeah, Admiral on. Tarkin here is talking about the longevity and aim of the of the general you know stormtrooper in Star Wars. I don't know how much purchase you're gonna get from the from the J the GP on that uh, boss. <laughs> I think they're pretty they're pretty famous for being incompetent boobs. But when you think about <laughs> but when you think about what the difference is between a clone trooper and a stormtrooper, it is literally the difference between first blood between Rambo and the sheriff. That is the difference between those guys and their jobs, right? So, like, could Rambo really be the sheriff of that town? Now, the answer is yes. He's a killing machine and he's very effective at everything he does. But. Should he be the sheriff of that? No. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad for everyone. Yes. So at a certain point, you know, I, I you kind of get the idea here that if you sent, you know, uh, I don't know, 15,000 Django Fets to Tatooine to make sure all the moisture farmers are paying their moisture tax, that things eventually would get a little bit, I don't know, crazy. Messy. Right? Yeah. That's too many Django Fets to have in one place. <laughs> Right. We need to pull back the Django Fets. We need There's more. Too There's too many Django Fets out in the out in the galaxy. We gotta get them out. <laughs> yeah, um, like I know an easy way to get rid of a lot of them. <laughs> Listen, oh. Hear me out here. Circling back to Solo, that's gonna be like one of our um movies to come up next, alongside watching you know the Bad Batch and everything. Yeah. And you know, since you've seen it, like um you know for your first time. I saw it. I seen it in the theaters. I, I, it was one of those things where I almost fell asleep on it. Um, but then <laughs> I saw it again. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, this is a good movie. Why wouldn't I stay awake for it? You know, this is not a bad movie, you know, as far as that. You know, at the time, I thought it would just got a bad rap for coming out straight right after, um, was it Last Jedi? Um, right, like six months right after that. Right. It was bad timing. It probably should have came out like, um, a year from you know then, and people were real divisive on that movie, but um, yeah, that was that's one of our um, um next movies coming up to to continue in the whole chrono chron chronological aspect of like this whole series and stuff. And I can't wait to okay. to talk about that. You know, what are you guys having coming up next on your um on your podcast? On then? ours, uh, so yeah, we just finished Solo, so we're watching Solo, <laughs> and then uh, we're gonna continue watching Bad Batch. Um, until it's over. Uh, but we're going to be starting Rebels, I think, tomorrow night. Ooh. So we're watching mm. the first four episodes They're tomorrow ahead of night. Uh, ahead of yeah. Yeah, we're a little bit ahead of you. So you're <laughs> nipping at our heels here. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll, we'll be starting Rebels. We'll be averaging about eight episodes a week uh, with that. So I think we'll probably finish, um, I'm guessing, in August or so. And then we're going to be getting into. The original trilogy, which, you know, I'm anxious to watch again because, you know, I, I grew up with the original trilogy. Didn't see it in the theaters, but, mm. you know, saw it on TV and watched them over and over again. So I'm anxious to sort of watch that. Um, oh, also Rogue One. We'll probably we'll watch Rogue One for sure. And I can't believe it, but I've only seen that one time. And I oh, wow. actually do consider what? that one of the most pr I, I know I I'm bad. <laughs> I'm bad. But I, I consider that like 
the most perfect of all of the films. Yes. It is a masterpiece, no. a masterpiece but I've only into seen it once. If you watch a Rogue One into oh. New Hope. I just, I just remember yeah. thinking. d bitch had to drink. He had to take a drink. Write this song right about now. You see him start flexing his shoulders. That's when you know it's time. Ooh, okay. Bigger masterpiece in episode eight, Hitch. Oh, hey, now we don't have to pick <laughs> pick favorites. Some of us think certain things work and certain things don't. I think it's interesting how you have these these paired up these paired up medias like uh, Rogue One and, and Episode Four, and like Episode Seven and Eight. The real problem with Seven and Eight is it's not there's not enough time between Seven and Eight. Seven and Eight are the same movie, just second half of the story, right? So where is the missing the yeah. missing piece? And for me. The missing piece of the of the prequel period was this piece in the middle. I always thought my problem with the prequel trilogy, and I put it on tape so everyone knows it, <laughs> has ever listened to me, is that I thought that there should have been episode two, something in the middle, episode three, and that should have been basically that that story. Mm -hmm. And what's so interesting is is filling in the blanks on the Clone Wars, filling in the blanks on this period of history has also set all the seeds in motion for literally every star wars property that's current right now and so as a rubric yeah. for moving forward you just can't skip the clone wars or else you're not going to know who any of these people are like bo katan and junk. yeah none of them like we have to thank season two of the mandalorian like that's what motivated me to want to get into clone yeah. wars yeah. because yeah. i didn't know who bo katan yeah. was didn't yeah. know who ahsoka tana yeah. was yep. you know um even admiral tarkin which we don't meet tar or not tarkin um Admiral Thrawn. 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 Yeah. So we just hear him mentioned, but it's like, I know that they were going to see him again. So I got to know who this guy is. So, um, so yeah, I, I really do think if you really want to enjoy Star Wars as a whole, you got to watch Clone Wars, you know, so you can meet all of these characters and appreciate because you're going to see them in the future. We're definitely going to be seeing them in the future. So yeah, Thrawn, Thrawn's name just excites me alone because he just seems like he's just a straight badass. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, and it's coming from you know, coming from a casual fan's play. I thought it was just all about Darth Vader, right? Palpatine, that's yeah. it, you know, exactly. It's all these, 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 um, you know, we got Grievous, we got like Thrawn, mm -hmm. we got like, um, um, uh, I can't think of his name right now, but yeah, we, we got some, some general badasses out there mm -hmm. that just are filling up like the whole galaxy and stuff, and it's so much more than just like the Skywalker saga, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, that was, that was, that was, that that was something about. else that I have to tell you really quick that I the biggest freak out moment I had watching Solo and this I was completely not expecting this but seeing Darth Maul at the very end of Solo I was like what <laughs> like I knew he had disappeared at the end of Clone Wars but it's like what happened to that guy where yeah. what is he doing and there he shows up at the end I was like oh my gosh so Crazy. now yeah. I really want to see like the next solo or I, I think he's coming out with his own series so bring it on I, I love Darth Maul personally yeah and there could be a Lando series I yeah mean, I heard about that sign I me mean, up give me all the yeah. content I am such yeah. a glutton the coast yeah, is just shut up and take my money as far as pretty, I'm concerned. Pretty much, I'm, yes. I'm in for the long haul. <laughs> mm -hmm. I agree. Got coming up um, next, um, Trench. Uh, Trench. Uh, T-Mitch. <laughs> Trench. Spider General Trench. 
So, so, so I know we got some good. What, what, what good shows are we got coming up in the Star Wars galaxy? Uh, there's a lot coming out. I mean, to the dismay of Hitch, his show is officially can't. His show is officially canceled. Jar Jar Binks show. So they, Rangers, yeah, Rangers is done. Um, Rogue well, Squadron. Well, maybe not forever. Could be no. just being shelved. They're shelving that for a while. Um, they might still go ahead with Rogue Squadron, but mm. it's a little bit of a backlash because they had um, Gina Caruso as a big part of that show. So okay. they've canceled Rangers. Um, and then there's some backlash as of today, breaking news with the Star Wars Accolade show. Um, what? Some, neg- some negativity coming around. I guess the showrunner, uh, Leslie Headland is basically just saying some of the things that um, she's bringing to the show is more for casuals and not more for hardcores. So she's going to focus on, as DP says, more people that are non-Star Wars fans and try to draw them in, which is dangerous territory when found out 789. But we don't know know what we want as a community. I am am firmly convinced that if you told me, Scott, here is a billion dollars, make a Star Wars movie, that I would make it and I would watch it and I would hate it. Right. That I guarantee it. Like that's the thing. I I if I had no idea that what I wanted was the Mandalorian in the Clone Wars. I had no idea, and it is what I want. I mean, what, what fan really knows what they want? They could tell you what they think they want, right. but until it actually is presented in front of them, they don't really know what they actually want. So to say, you know, if, if that's what she said mm-hmm. that okay, you're going to cater to like the casuals and stuff. Uh, us fans, we love to speculate. We love to complain as soon as we hear something. <laughs> But once it's put out in front of our faces, we shut up. We get, you know, we get quiet. You know what? Just talking about this, you know, what character do we not really have any real background on? I can only think of one. Oh, oh, really? Nothing that that talks about Leia's growth. How? Oh, yeah, yeah. How she, you know, she grew up on Alderaan. We hear about Alderaan. We hear about Bail Organa, who took her under his wing. But we don't really know how she developed. What experiences did she have that mm-hmm. made her who she became? Which, as far as I'm concerned, she's the be- most kick-ass female character in the entire yes. everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big Ray fan, although I love Ray as a, as a character, and you know it's trying. But I'm not really. <laughs> I'm not really I'm not really sold on her backstory or anything because it kind of like was like poofed out of the ether. But Leia is a character that really needs needs to be developed a little bit because we really only start to hear about her in 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 what Empire, yeah. right? Yeah. She's General Organa, but we really don't know where that came from. Um, you know, she was in a in a really nice dress in a, in a prison cell on the Death Star. Okay. So who who is this woman? You know what did she do? So this, I mean, this really needs to be. And she married Han and only had three kids, three kids: Jason, Jana, and Anakin. Ben was not in the picture. There was no Ben Solo. Hmm. 
Hmm. Well, you know, the sad part of her passing, um, which was a tragedy in itself, but they actually had her film to do some actual action because we find out in nine that she's a Jedi Knight. She's been trained by Luke. So right. they actually had some scenes planned for her to be in action with a lightsaber. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's an unfortunate end of the story. Good send off for her, I believe. I mean, it was great. I, I love what, you know, the tribute they did for her. But uh, mm-hmm. it, like, like Ken's saying, I, I wish there's a way to kind of, you know, maybe have somebody play her character and, and give us more backstory. And we're still, you know, there's two main stories we still don't have, you know, we're three, I guess we'd say we'd like to see uh, a Palpatine series as he's growing up a young Palpatine, sure. maybe under, you know, Darth Plagueis. We're itching for Luke, which will probably come within the next two years. And then we want to see what happened to Anakin or Darth Vader on Mustafar. We still really don't know much of Mustafar. We don't know when he takes Leia there to bury her in that tomb. So I'd like to see a Vader series as well. And I think with Hayden Christensen coming back on board in LucasArts, I think that might be something that we'll see. But these are probably two, three year. Well, I don't even know three years because, I mean, they have that map out now. So we're probably looking four or five years out. It's a busy 20s. Yes, yeah, yeah. a lot, lot, lot of content for both podcasts. <laughs> yes, it's going to be endless. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really anxious to see Kenobi. I've been waiting for that for 15 years. I mean, yeah. I I bring this up every. My listeners are probably sick of me hearing this, saying this, but in Revenge of the Sith, Yoda tells Obi Wan that um, you know uh, someone uh, made. Uh, communion in the force, Qui-Gon, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, great. So maybe we'll see some Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan talking through the force and stuff. And we'll get to see what Obi-Wan's going to be doing in the next few years looking so, after Luke. So my, so my thought on that is that's how we, so, so you wonder how Obi-Wan kept his, kept his, kept his brain together. Right. Yeah. Halloween mm-hmm. was with him. Qui-Gon right. Continued his training. Yeah. And- communed with him because mm-hmm. I mean honestly excuse my language language I would have lost my shit if that was my job now to to watch this boy that <laughs> right <laughs> in the middle of the desert kid. be a hermit yeah yeah be a hermit I can't I can't do anything cool anymore I can't be a Jedi yeah run around the galaxy I can't fly a starship I can't tell clones what to do anymore I'm not a general I'm a nothing mm-hmm. and you got to give me something okay give me Qui-Gon yeah. And so that whole, that. Yeah. But keep in mind, Ken, as well, this is what we discussed at the, even at the end of three, Obi-Wan's a broken man at this point. Oh, he's, yeah. you know, he's lost his best friend. He's lost his Padawan. Padme's died. The Jedi Order's fallen. He's failed as a master. I mean, it's really, it's, it's a, and, and to think about it, as we discussed it, his really father figure was Qui-Gon, like Anakin's, and he lost him at a young age. So he basically, you know, it's it's sad because he grew up on his own. And, like, mm-hmm. that's that's the point that I'd like to see as we're discussing of what happens to him. Because at this point, you know, he, and uh, we've we've seen in, um, what was that, uh, the Clone Wars, it, his, the love of his life, you know, was yeah. brutally yeah, murdered in front of his face. Brutally yeah. murdered in front of his face. So, yeah. I mean, oh, all this happens the worst to this of all of it. It's, yeah. it's tough, so that's it'd be right. interesting to see. Obi-Wan had it the worst. Obi-Wan had it the worst, and he mm-hmm. suffered through it the right way. Yeah. That's why he, he is, I, I call him Saint Obi-Wan. So. Saint Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to see uh, a series of Darth Vader with R2-D2 helping him fly his TIE fighter, because 
Come on. Would R2 do that? I don't know. <laughs> they were they were buds. They were, they were around R2. Actually, they were best buds, but in Empire Strikes Back, no, in um Return of the Jedi, we get no 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 type of connection between R2 and uh, Dark Vader. Vader and there should be some some inkling like Vader should have looked yeah. at him and said, Oh, look, a trash can I love. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have to R two and Vader is that one song. I forget what that pop song was, but it was like we are never, ever, ever getting back together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think R two took that love he had for Anakin and passed it on to his children, and that was where his loyalty ended. R two passed it on to his children. Well, I would say passed it on, but like R 2s affection went towards you know Luke and Leia at Luke that point. Leia, yeah, yeah. yeah. with Padme during the schism. He's like, no, you can't. You can't act like that. That's no good. And then Anakin is just a terrible boyfriend the whole time. Like literally, he never does anything. R two is like Padme. No, you can't. You can't do this. this and then that's the line. R two. That's the line. All right. R2. <laughs> yeah. We talk a lot about crazy stuff like how, like you know, Padme doesn't really express any interest in Anakin until after he slaughters all those sand people. <laughs> And how like that's like the beginning of their romance when he's like I'm murdered I'm committed a hundred murders and children a lot of children and then she's, and like, she's like oh sign me up oh I love you she's like you know the Navarrese have a say it's the most cringy movie I've ever seen and I I was cringing the whole time watching it with Brandy yeah it was bad the only thing I liked about Attack of the Clones was you know meeting Jango Fett and seeing little Boba Fett and then seeing the fight between him and Anakin um, or not Anakin Obi Wan sorry. Uh, yeah, that was the only thing I liked about Attack of the Clones. You didn't like the diner scene? Oh, the space <laughs> you didn't think diner? More space diners? A space diner, really? Oh, yeah. A, there's about an hour. It of was really rough. Yeah, that was. I mean, rough. you could you could put it in there, I guess, but <laughs> still, it's still not the it's still not the worst moment we've seen in Star Wars history. What is that? What's the worst moment in Star Wars history? I'm not. You've seen this on Episode Eight, and I'm never going to let this down. I've told you this eight thousand times. Luke Skywalker drinking breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty I, bad. I, I, I don't know why that came in, why they did that. I was disgusted. I remember me and my wife were in the movies, and this it's literally the first time I left a movie, and I was, like, speechlessly not happy. Like, I just walked out of episode eight, like, but that goes speechless. back to That goes wow. back to New Hope when he was drinking the milk on that Aunt Peru gave him. Hmm. That's what the that's what the bring back is. That's what it that's what that's it how it's so back. You can't, you're not saying any points for this one. You're not saying any points for this one. Milk. They had to bring yeah. back that was the connection. You didn't get that? So that's the green milk they're selling the galaxy's yeah, edge. That's that's the great milk so, of the galaxy. So for you, and I just want to make sure we're clear, the milk thing in episode eight is worse than Jar Jar Binks stepping in poop in episode one. Yeah, wow. we're talking about the worst yeah. moments of Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I maybe. Do you think that was the lowest point of the? He wiped his foot. He goes, "Ugh, I got poop on." They give him a whole fifteen seconds. I think it's way too much time. Is and that when he stumbles yeah. into the blaster? No, that's a totally like, different time. That's a totally yeah. different time. And that was pretty bad you, too. you didn't like when he got his tongue stuck in the pulser uh, oh, yeah. of, of the pod racer. And it was. I mean, I love that. I, I can watch that over and over and over. I thought to myself, you know, the last when we watched through episode one, you know, six months ago, I thought to myself, you know, if they just let him get executed here, I'm fine with his inclusion in this movie. Like he's a fine character, great. And then if he just they just you know because you know how they'd have to. He's a 
he's a frog, so obviously they'd have to execute him by making him try to cross a busy street and only give him certain areas that he could jump to and then jump back and forth. Well, how about how about I don't even remember what season it was in Clone Wars where he was a player. No, like, I have a season four. Was, and I hated oh, it. Oh, his girlfriend. That they tried. Yeah, he was oh, yoga and, and his girlfriend, and Queen Julie. Oh, yeah, that, oh, that was so bad. I couldn't wait to get through that arc. I was just like, is it over yet? Is it over yet? Clone Wars, that's like the TV show kept going like, so what do you think about Jar Jar Binks now? All right. <laughs> Worse. He's got a girlfriend. About him He's now. got a girlfriend. What do you think about him now? All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Still hate him. When you were in high school, yeah, they, they were making those Still episodes for you, Hitch. I All mean, right. Now let's say, invited. not only does he have a girlfriend, but he's going to get in the way of Mace Windu doing stuff. So, you know, anytime you put Shaft and Jar Jar Binks in a love story and give Jar Jar Binks a love interest, you're doing it wrong. Right. Well, and, and, and this bears repeating again in um, Revenge of the Sith. You know, Obi-Wan comes to tell, um, Padme about um, Anakin killing all the younglings and stuff, and she just can't believe that this he would be that type of guy. Yeah, she still wants right? his, uh, his uh, college ring on his on her finger, <laughs> <laughs> and she's wearing his jacket, his Letterman jacket. Doesn't I mean, care. She's all in. She bought. You talking like, about Anakin, oh, the same guy who committed my Anakin, the, the, my the guy Anakin? who committed genocide. Oh, him. Oh, I'll marry him and have two children. <laughs> Well, now I'm interested if he's killing all the young ones. <laughs> like before, no there. thanks. War hero, you know, saving the galaxy, pass. Always committed genocide against the younglings and the sand people. A dual genocide, you got to tie Time me up. Put a ring on You know, the, 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 to finish up on that point with the, uh, you know, episode three, I, I thought the ending for Clone Wars was better. And DP alluded to this. Even like with Rogue One, those dark endings and for sometimes in the movies are the best, you know, that, oh, yeah. you know, I didn't expect, um, you know, when they died delivering the plans, I didn't expect them to die. I thought they'd get out of that. So yeah. that was kind of really? cool. Oh, I didn't mm. expect them to die. I thought just they were Oh my they God. all give up. I was a casual fan when I walked into that theater. When I saw this, I just knew they were all going to die. I was <laughs> In fact, I totally blew it for my husband. I leaned over and I said, they're all going to die. You know? but, they all, <laughs> but they all gave up. This is what was so powerful about that is they all recognized the inevitability of their demises and they got to recognize it. And that is, and they accepted yeah. it. Yeah. And that is something that is, That's that you never see. Powerful. Right? Yeah. It's like a, got a band of brothers or something like that. Well, wow, yeah. Just right. Like, like uh, Saving Private Ryan. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a moment where you have a team and they know they have an objective, but they know they're, they're, they're not, gonna not coming home. home. Ready? Yeah. Home. Ready? But, ready but they're going to, but they're going to succeed and they're going to be remembered forever. I mean, yep. they're going to live in infamy mm -hmm. because of the actions that they did. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> that's, that's what happens every time, right? Like, like, Ken, like we're, we're on the mission, right? I'm going... So that do you think that though the ending was better on of the Clone Wars? I thought they should have did that in the movie, the way like he you know, you've seen more of Vader, you know, like with the lightsaber to the Ahsoka part. I just thought the ending was that should have been the ending of three. The way three ended so abruptly, I was just like Wanting, you know, it left you wanting more. Yeah, it left it so incomplete. 
Yeah, that's that's a bad. Well, I, I guess on three part, that was a bad way to end it because the way it could have ended if, um, you know, if it ended on the Darth Vader scene with us, you know, Ahsoka, that that's that's the perfect way to to end that because what you get like, um, you you if you're a big Star Wars fan, you're not getting another Star Wars physical, you know, live action movie until seven comes out. You know, so you have to deal with um any you know animated or um you know ancillary you know um um product up until like um up until like the live action stuff comes out. So for it to end like that, you're like what? Yeah, you know? and it just it just ends just just like that. But still, in the context of like the those last four episodes with Revenge of the Sith, it's a perfect way to end that the Clone Wars portion, right? I have to say though, Brandy and I were a little disappointed. <laughs> oh and, yeah, we didn't talk about that. So yeah, yeah, so, why, so, we, so yeah, tell us about that. Well, for me, like the, the specific thing that I was disappointed in, and I was saying I would never make it as a Jedi because I got attachment issues. So <laughs> I get attached to like an idea or something. Um, I have a hard time letting it go. So I thought I really was convinced that Ahsoka and Vader were gonna face off at the end of Clone Wars. I don't know why I thought this, but I thought like that's what was going to happen because, you know, they, he had to face off against Obi-Wan and in a sense face off against Padme. But Ahsoka didn't get to see Anakin make that dark transformation and like, you know, come to that realization. So I, I felt kind of robbed a little. Spoiler um, warning. Spoiler alert. Stop, 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 no, stop. No, stop, we don't court those things. We don't stop, stop it. Stop, stop, stop it. Stop. Stop. Am I gonna see something in Rebels? Is that what's gonna happen? <laughs> you talk about another person that just wants to um <laughs> spill the beans, so to say, and everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But even account. in the context of like, you know, uh, episode three, it was really no way they could have met or fought or you know, it, it was a sad ending and it had to end the way that it had to because yeah. just they had to fit everything within the structure of, of Revenge of the Sith. And I love the way it paralleled the movie um, and the way we got some of the perspective of, you know, um, Ahsoka and her mission, you mm -hmm. know, with like the um, the Mandalore, you know, Siege on Mandalore uh, when, when the whole Clone Wars thing, mm -hmm. Order 66 was happening. Yeah. I want to yeah, mention no, that, that okay. the, I think the reason that that emotional note with Vader hits there is because the the emotion that you are seeing him express in this this expressionless robot suit is remorse and it's this idea that this is like the cost right this is what he was the soka is the symbol of anakin skywalker a, a visage that vader wants to banish from from existence and he comes upon her lightsaber and it's the only time we see vader be introspective about his past and realize that he was a man that was that stood for a lot of things that he doesn't stand for anymore. And that not only did his master not fall, but his Padawan didn't either. I, and I so he's a failure. I don't think Vader is all caught up in that as, as much as we think he is. I mean, I think he has, he has all those experiences behind him. He's just decided to put them in one, in one basket. I mean, he's really made an investment He's really he's really pissed at the Jedi. Yeah. Because who made him who he is? His brother. I I you know, I mean, as much as they were at each other's throats and 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 kind of at odds through the entire Clone Wars series, they were still 
like a brother. And, and Obi yeah. said it, Anakin really maybe never voiced it, but he's got all these experiences. And I don't think that Vader is the giant robot, non-feeling uh, personality that everyone bakes him out to be. I think he's got a lot going on inside that helmet. I think he's got uh, he's got the the loss of his wife. He's got the he doesn't even know he has two kids. Well, he must be real good at compartmentalizing because he sure put um you know R two you know. Point, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to see that. I want to see that. I want him look down at that little trash can and go, "Hey, that dude's cool. I know him." Hey, he, he used to be my Nintendo. He, yeah, he used to be my dude, man. I I think Vader is is got a lot going on behind those I eyes. Think I agree with you there. And we actually, Brandy and I were just talking about this uh, in the last podcast. There was an article that came out that broke down the end scene with Return of the Jedi when he, remember how he's looking back and forth between Luke and Palpatine. And Palpatine, yeah. And you're wondering, and that whole time I'm thinking he's torn whether he should save his son or not, but you didn't think that he's also wondering, should I kill my master? Because he's mm -hmm. been so loyal for 20-something years. Mm -hmm. He is the most loyal, mm -hmm. like, of the Sith. Because the Sith, they always turn against each yeah. other. But Anakin was never like that. Yeah, Anakin and Palpatine were buds. They I mean, were. Gross. And so that is what's going on inside of him. He's like, do I save my son or do I kill my master? Like, you know, just so that's, I just, that blew my mind. Because I never had considered that before. Yeah, um, and, and that's deep. About and think about also, he now realizes he had a son, right? Mm -hmm. He had a yep. son, and where? What has my son been doing this whole time? Right. So all this, this, this history and this backstory that maybe I'm interested in, like I'm interested as a father. Mm -hmm. What has my son been doing? So that makes it even worse. Yep. We got this. So there was a conflict. Luke was right. There is a conflict. That, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. The whole, and if you look at the the reason, and I, you know, I wonder, did George Lucas have a conflict with his father? Like, was there Probably. some? Probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, that's really what drives this whole story. It, is it does. Family. It's it is. Family, and mm -hmm. we all have these, these, these conflicts with our family. I mean, who are the people that we fight and love? We hate and love. Yep. Yeah. All at the same time in equal amounts yeah. is our family. Right. Family. This whole thing is. It's all about family and 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 getting along and balance and mm -hmm. looking at making in and being able to actually stand behind our decisions. So if you make a decision, you, yeah. you have to stand well, we, behind it. We we've seen a lot of that throughout the whole Clone Wars, especially my surprise with the Clone Wars was actually the clone, you know, the 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 troopers. They were how the emotion, you know, how they made them actually feel like real, you know, you know, humans besides Human them being like clones. Yeah. yeah. So we had like individual, you know, um, from Rex to, um, mm -hmm. you know, just just different um, to to the one great episode where they found the one, um, you know, clone hiding out with his family. Deserter, yeah, like yeah. 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 The deserter. Love and that. then it all exploded with the Bad Batch because now you've got clones that are like, they're just like us. <laughs> right. They're just like us. They're like, we're not going to listen to anybody. We're going to do our own damn thing. You know, mm -hmm. we got the smart guy. We got the we got the strong guy. 
We got the, we got the fighter. We got we got the romantic. You know, we got all these mm-hmm. different now personalities. And you know, yeah. this, this Star Wars. Everybody should grow up with Star Wars. Yeah, it teaches I you agree. a lot, a lot of lessons, a lot of good life lessons. So, um, I so I guess we'll um, round it out by um, just asking everybody what what are you looking forward to seeing um, from the future of I guess from from um, from the Clone Wars onward. Season three of The Mandalorian, but I guess that's like eighteen <laughs> months away now, so <laughs> I'm over it. I think <laughs> the book of Boba is my is my target right now Boba. because it has been my my love. Everything <sighs> like from the moment I saw him in a Christmas story, the Star Wars Christmas special, mm. Boba Fett has been the the coolest badass character in the entire Star Wars universe, and. <clears throat> I mean, who, it, what, what care? I mean, how much cooler can you be when you, when you, when you scare Han Solo, right? So right. Han, Han Solo and Boba Fett are really there's a great story right there. Mm-hmm. Like let's see that too. But I'm so looking forward to the book of Boba and how that's going to go and him sitting on his throne in the Jabba's seat. I mean, that opening scene of that first episode is going to like be like a, a moment that that i can't i can't wait for ahsoka for me i, I i'm okay. waiting for thrawn i mean I'm, I'm i'm dying to see what's going to happen between her and you know when she finds <clears throat> you know when she finally finds him and just seeing like you know how they develop this character in live action and um i'm, I'm excited for ahsoka for me, I can't wait for. I'm so excited to watch Bad Batch because when Mandalorian first kicked off, I said I want a Race Squadron series, and Race Squadron is like a um, a special forces team from the Legends novels. And so that is a lot of what Bad Batch is. And so when they announced it, I was really excited. I said, Disney, I'm gonna shut up, and you take my money. <laughs> You're gonna love yeah. Bad Batch. I'm kind of torn right now because I'm super excited for the Obi-Wan series because I really want to see what happens and I really liked Ewan McGregor as an actor. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get to see, and with Filoni and we discussed this, hopefully we get to see that more developed Obi-Wan because I just felt like when the Lucas version, I, I don't, he just wasn't the strongest of characters. So I like what they've done with his character through the Clone Wars animated series. So I'm excited with that, but also excited with all this new stuff because I don't know what Filoni's going to do. I don't know if they're going to do this Ahsoka in this rumored to be female kind of um, Seeds of Mandalore going on with Mandalore in season three. And if they take these female actors and do a series, because they might lead these up to being like an Avengers type event with Thrawn. That's, so my, that's my theory. I, I think they're going to do series. a bunch of small ones. They're going to lead, yeah, into like a big kind of mashup against Thrawn. Hopefully, Ezra Brid- hopefully you see Ezra Bridger. I mean, that's another one that people have been calling out, and there's been castings for, you know. And it's weird because there's a lot of stuff in the background. You see people getting casted, but they never show up on film. And so, yeah, there's a lot going on behind the scenes, and a lot for us, obviously, to talk about weekly, which is great content for us. So. Mm-hmm. Ashley, we love having you on here. This was awesome. I had a blast. Thank you guys so much. Um, hopefully we can get Brandy on too. Maybe we'll get get you guys back on. Maybe at the end of season of Bad Batch, we'll see how the schedule goes. Yeah. So that'll be real awesome to get you guys all. And you know, we can have like a 
a good Star Wars festival. Festivus. We have we got room for one more person down here. In the- <laughs> <laughs> we can right? squeeze her in. Yeah, yeah. like right there. They, they, we'll have to do. We'll, we'll do this. One. Yeah, this little space. Let's <laughs> breathe a little bit. Just a little. A little we need breathe. to do some social distance. <laughs> social distancing. You yeah. know. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we we love having you on here. This was a blast. You know, with the um the 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 crossover with. Um, a Star Wars journey, guys. So um, make sure you guys are catching her, uh, the Brandy and um, Ashley's, you know, podcast there. And make sure you guys are, you know, catching our stuff, too. You know, we come weekly with our stuff. And we're about to start our own Bad Batch, you know, here's pretty soon. So we're going to take a little bit of break. And I think Ashley and um, Brandy are going to continue their, you know, podcasting each and every week, right? Yep. Try to get it out okay. every week. Okay. Awesome. 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 Um, any last word, guys? All right. May the force be with you. <laughs> May the force be with you. And this is the way. This, this is the way. the way. I have spoken. <laughs> I have spoken.